Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of Startup Hand-Me-Downs. Uh, so today, myself and Rambeer had a very, very, very special guest on the show. We had the former CMO of Just Eat. In this episode, we talk about the importance of creating personality behind your brand. Um, we talk about how and why Just Eat ran for Parliament um, and how they actually managed to create a household name for Just Eat. Um, so that's enough for me. Sit back and relax and enjoy. Thanks for coming down, Matt. Thanks for having me. Right, so before you even start, how do you pronounce your name? Because we had, I don't know if you listened to the... my name. The, yeah, because we, we discussed... Okay, it's... The last uh, name, the last it, name. Yeah. 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 Brady. We, we had this discussion with Matt Lerner, uh, and um, yeah, we didn't come to a conclusion. Well, he's foreign, isn't he, Matt Lerner? So you don't listen to him, he's from a, he's from a, he's from a commonwealth. Actually, he pronounced it... commonwealth He pronounced it as you're pronouncing yeah, it's, it. It's, but Bra- it's Brady. Brady. It's two Ds. But the discrepancy yeah. was with Rambeer, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was arguing my case, but... Yeah, it's not, it's <laughs> not Brady. I'll recede on that, Brady. Probably so, was originally, but it's been bastardized. Yeah, yeah, I will claim that as I was right then. So, when you go to a dinner party, if you do go to those, how do you introduce yourself to people? Oh, that's a really good question these days, because um, obviously I used to be the CMO of, of Just Eat, so that mm-hmm. was easy. Yeah. And then I'd often not tell them that in case they were a customer and wanted to complain at me. <laughs> uh, or, or it depends on how I was feeling. I think I've settled on entrepreneur for now. Okay. Uh, I feel like it's an overclaim. Mm. And the guys, I'm, I'm too relaxed to be an entrepreneur. Well, you're, you're literally so, leaning back in your room <laughs> right now. Shoes off, by the way. <laughs> you have a beer in right hand. hand. I'll take my sunglasses off. Until yeah, five seconds ago, you had your sunglasses on inside. Yeah, I did try retiring last year, but I, that didn't work. So I'm an entrepreneur again. So to, to give us a little background, in about four bullet points, what did you do after school or university to get you to where you are now? That's a really good question. So I finished my business and marketing degree, and then when I was looking for a job, um, a friend lent me a PC and I installed Dreamweaver and just taught myself how to build mm. websites which is nice. as we know it's really easy mm-hmm. but to the great unwashed out there that the, the internet only just happened to yeah. oh yeah. you can build websites and you've got a marketing degree uh-huh. so that got me going in a job in Cambridge and then I was playing Quake 2 and that got me uh, into proper.com it's because one of the guys uh-huh. I played Quake 2 with worked for a company called uh it was called Wireplay, which was a British telecom online gaming mm-hmm. company called Gameplay.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he introduced me to them, and I ended up running the shop basically on Gameplay.com. Mm-hmm. But um, it was quite a big deal. So Gameplay.com was my first big startup experience. Um, but really, it was the fact that I had a marketing degree and had taught myself how to build a web page mm-hmm. um, that really kick things off and I guess the equivalent these days is like people like yourselves that have got we just sat here before the we started recording and you know between the two of you there's like four startup <laughs> I've been pitched already uh-huh. I've already got drunk half a pint um, so uh-huh. from gameplay you then went on to Financial Times and then the table booking app you've gone into the marketing team you looked at the strategy and then you've created your own one ultimately how, I mean how do you go about creating your marketing strategies well I do it now yeah is I start with the brand um, and I wouldn't have done 10 years ago um, but actually having now built a brand at, at Just Eat doing that has proved really beneficial especially because you've got the proliferation of all of these different channels mm-hmm. so this multi-channel world how are you going to umbrella it all together how does it all sew together and performance marketeers will start worrying about multi, you know, multi-attribute models and all this 
bullshit that you can't really do. Mm. Um, but the but the first thing you really need to do is work out what you're going to say down, and then you choose the channels through which you can say that best. Because you can't do everything well straight away. You know, you look at Justine now; it's, it's a huge, you know, multi-billion-pound unicorn. <laughs> Stupid mm-hmm. phrases. Um, <laughs> you know, when I first got the job there, you know, a few thousand pounds marketing budget. I can't do everything. You've got to just choose the right channels for what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So for just eat, my philosophy was okay. It's takeaway. Um, you can't take it too seriously. It's like, okay. This is this is this is the treat. This is the Friday night treat. Friday night, Saturday night takeaway. Mm. Takeaway is what it is. It's not be ashamed of what it is. It's yeah. a mm-hmm. very pleasurable treat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if we, can, we should market ourselves as an entertainment product. We're part of the entertainment space. We're part of watching a movie. Watching. A, watching mm. a big sports match or whatever that's marketed as an entertainment product so if you start from that point of view of okay we're going to be an entertainment product that then shapes where you spend your time and effort so in just each case in the early years yeah we got on TV quite early but we spent an awful lot of time on, on social mm-hmm. because that's where people were being entertained and spending their entertainment space mm-hmm. huh. the most important thing is you know, what is the brand being entertaining and funny is not necessarily a strategy in itself the important thing is that for a brand it's reflecting the truth of the people that work for the business. Mm. So, you know, I often want me to do a bit of mentoring on brand and stuff, and they, and they misunderstand what we've did at Just Eat. Say, oh, we can't all be funny. So I'm not telling you to be funny. <laughs> Who are you, and what, and why are you passionate about the startups that you two were just pitching me before this? Why are you passionate about that one? Why, why do you come in to work five days a week and work long hours for that what are you passionate about mm. okay that's the brand your passion is the brand mm-hmm. and it could be because of it could be a trust issue that you really believe that the world needs to be saved from dodgy car mechanics or mm-hmm. it could be anything whatever it is that's driving your business and 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 the passion behind your business that's what the brand needs to become Mm. So Matt Lerner, uh, he called you a genius for exactly this part of it. <laughs> what you need to understand Matt Lerner is he just hears a British accent and he assumes that we're all intelligent. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh, me and Phil are both big fans of Matt Lerner. Yeah, so I'm guy. sure you are I love Matt Lerner. Matt Lerner's podcast that he did is going to be brilliant because he's got such a relaxing voice. He has. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a little bit in love with him. <laughs> I think he knows that. It's fine. But when I can't sleep... If I can't sleep as a work-related reason, I'm just going to put that podcast on <laughs> and listen to Matt Lerner drifting me off to sleep and resting me. It's like he's tucking you in. <laughs> well, you, this is a new niche. Yeah. We yeah. should start this app. Just yeah. <laughs> start. Found a stress relief. <laughs> just listen Matt to Matt. Talk to you. Matt Lerner is going to start a bedtime story. <laughs> okay, so thanks for going through all of that, but just <laughs> that was that was great. Um, yeah, so but that leads us nicely to, I guess, the next question is: How did you actually? get your job at Just Eat as CMO? Oh, that's a really good question because I, I didn't want a job at Just Eat CMO. Um, I tried to resist it. I was really enjoying my career jumping from um, vertical to vertical, which I did not want to get a job after Top Table in a food-related job because mm-hmm. I just done food and I was enjoying the mm-hmm. moving industries. Um, yeah, so I was basically made to do it by... Uh, Index Ventures had, were just doing the Series A with Just Eat, uh-huh. um, and I knew those guys, and they, they were quite insistent that I met. Just, <laughs> they were like, "You were," I was like, "No, no I don't see food company, food company." And they were like, "You would just love these guys. You've got to meet them. They're 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 
they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Off the um, basis of the, the, the I don't think that's the exact words of Saul Klein, but uh, <laughs> that effect were um, you need to go meet this guy Klaus because he's just he's, he's you'll enjoy your, to- your your hour with him. So I only met Klaus, who's the CEO of Just Eat. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then we had a really good afternoon. He makes uh, basically it was there three hours. Um, yeah, and then he made me. Then he's like, "Oh, you come to a meeting next week with an ad agency." So okay, and so I went to the meeting, and then um, after ten minutes, he made a stupid comment to the effect of, um, "This advert should have like a mum ordering a takeaway off the website in it." And I think I just sort of, no, it really shouldn't. It's uh-huh. like Fisher Price, my first TV ad. Uh-huh. And he looked at me and he went, "All right, you've got this." And then left the room. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I've not even been off the job. <laughs> and he left, and I, and I dealt with the agency. And then, then I started work a couple of days a week for him. And I got bumps. I was like, "Are you going to give me a contract?" I was like, "I've got kidnapped." <laughs> Basically, when I was we're, like, "We're looking to grow our team, so we might just do this just to get some." Just in. invite people to meetings where they're good at stuff. <laughs> just Leave them alone. Do the stuff, and then they'll just assume that you've recruited. They have to do it. Oh my god. <laughs> But he was he's a lovely bloke and the team there, um, the executive team that I met were fantastic and you know, I, I, I vowed never to work somewhere where um if your view of marketing isn't aligned with the founders, it's really hard. Yeah. Because marketing is really personal, mm-hmm. it's creative. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'm not doing that again. I'm not saying that happened to any of my so I went in, you know, I just said, and the, and the top table, uh, sorry, Just Eat's website at the time was absolutely dire. I mean, it had a kebab on the front page, Jesus. massive photo. And it's the least photogenic food yeah. in the world, it's mm. a kebab. I mean, uh-huh. I love a kebab when I've had a few more of these beers. It's, we a, it's a Donald Trump. <laughs> um, it, it's not, it, but Donald Trump is bizarrely popular. And then I suppose you're right, yeah, it's the Donald Trump of food. Yeah. And it looks like Donald Trump too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, and I just said, this, your website's terrible, I can't work for you. They're like, we know, come and help us. So the fact they said, yeah, we know, it's terrible, please come and help us. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I, was, I, was, I knew I was in, in, a, in a good environment, doing, going to do good work. Mm-hmm. So you're in, now in control of a large brand and you decide to run for uh, uh, election. Talk us through the, the kind of day you had that idea and how everyone else reacted. Well, you got your question in the wrong order because it wasn't a large brand. <laughs> ah. And the running for government and trying to ban cooking is what made it a larger brand. Mm-hmm. So just the, so I got the job, I'm in Edgeware, we've had this Series A money, but it wasn't really a brand yet. I mean, we were doing really interesting stuff on social, but the TV was a bit disjointed. So we needed to do something else. So we met this guy um, who we ended up hiring called Richard, who'd been the brand manager for O2. Um, and he just opened our eyes to the world of storytelling and challenger brand thinking. He said that you guys are a challenger brand, you just don't don't know it yet. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at your social media, the way you, because we were very, right from the start of social media, we were one of the few brands that actually were self-deprecating mm-hmm. and spoke like a friend and mm-hmm. we'd never do the Friday, it's Friday night but it's time for a pizza yeah. Yeah. social media post which is what Domino's do mm-hmm. to this day yeah. on a Friday afternoon hey it's Domino's time fuck off 
By the way, Connor is his son. Who and he told let's let's tell them about the person. So now. I got so this morning, um, Connor. I had to persuade Connor to go to a maths club because he's doing his stats, and he'd only agree to go if if he gave me some list of demands for this podcast. So the list of demands are: I'm not allowed to swear. I've got a, I've got to mention I've got a big forehead <laughs> and I look like Frankenstein because he thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> I've got to mention him and his sister Willow, which we've now done. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, we've got to talk about my home life, which I don't, which we've we're not going to do because it's boring. Let's play Xbox. We'll, we'll, we'll Quake. <laughs> discuss that. So I hope you're happy, Connor. But the, the, the swearing thing's gone wrong. <laughs> anyway, where, where are we? So we never tried to use social media to promote anything. If we ever did it, we'd do it self-deprecating, mate. Yeah. It's Friday. We're behind on our sales numbers. Please buy a pizza. You know, we'd, you know, we'd yeah. do it you know, in a jokey way. Um, and we were really successful on social media. I think we had a million followers. Like we were one of the first brands in the UK to get to a million followers. Yeah. And we didn't pay for any of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. That first million. Um, and, and that's because we, we were confident and uh, self-assured enough to be like that on social media because that's who the company was. And this yeah. goes back to my point about brands have got to come from the inside out. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know, we can talk about that in a minute, but you know, we were Just Eat. That's who we were. It was, it, was a, it was a company that had been founded in Denmark, had a good, really hard-working culture, but it had a really good party culture as well because mm-hmm. that's what Danish people are like, mm-hmm. Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that came out in our work on social media, but hadn't necessarily come out in our work on TV. So, so yeah, we, we got introduced to the kind of eat uh, big fish methodology, which is a really good book, which I, I recommend to people um, in startup worlds. And that's big really fish. about how to build a challenge brand strategy, really. It's so where eat, eat big fish, it's called. But it's eating the big fish. Eating, Adam, eating big fish, yes, that's the one. By Adam Morgan. Who's a lovely chap who I've got to know since. Um, nice. Yeah, I mean, and so Richard, this guy, really just helped us kind of pull together what our personality actually was internally and on social media. We built the kind of traditional kind of brand triangle thing. So, so what, what was the book about before we go on to... Uh, ah, what? what's the, the book? <laughs> yeah. You have to buy the book for Adam's world. I mean, you, you, <laughs> no, no, we, we will buy the book, but also... Okay, where do you want to start with the book? Um, so the first thing, okay, so imagine a picture of a sumo wrestler uh-huh. and a child. Uh-huh. And they're about to have a fight. Uh-huh. Who's going to win the fight? Sumo wrestler. The what child, if he kicks him in the nuts. No, the, the sumo wrestler <laughs> has got no nuts. <laughs> okay. Weird belt on. Okay. Well protected. Sumo wrestler can just kill a kid. Yeah. Who's going to win that race? The kid, probably. And that's what that book's about. Mm. Because... Okay, changing the, the sport. Change the rules. Yeah. So say you're entering... So say you're Nokia. You've got 43% of the global phone market. Yeah. And then Apple come along. And Apple go, okay, you've got the phone market. We make this thing called an iPod. But you, Nokia, have put a music player on your phone. You bastards. We're going... Sorry, Connor. We're going to put... <laughs> a uh, phone or a music player aha how do you like that and, but they redefine the rules uh, so they, they, the product design around the smartphones fundamentally around an entertainment product that's also occasionally a phone yes uh-huh. but generally it's an entertainment product first that has a phone on it uh-huh. Nokia was a phone that tried to shoehorn in 
a music player. Uh-huh. So Apple redefined the rules of what it means to have that device in your pocket. Yes. And Nokia, I know we can talk about Android and whatever, but fundamentally smartphones destroyed Nokia mm-hmm. pretty quick. And yeah. Nokia was massive, right? Yeah. So being a challenger brand is like, it's like you're a kid, you know, you think it's unassailable bad guy. It's, mm-hmm. you know, in our case, it was Domino's Pizza. Always had more TV budget. Seems unassailable that you can enter that space, and and and. But then by the end of that campaign, we were bigger brand than than Domino's Pizza. Mm-hmm. And what was kind of the the reason you could do that? Be- um, because Domino's Pizza were s- selling food, and uh. we were an entertainment product that tried to ban cooking. Uh. Uh-huh. If you entertain somebody, or you say something that makes them think. It snags mentally in 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 the frontal lobe, uh-huh. and then they have to remember you. So, a bad example of this is what's happened in the kind of compare the market space. You know, the meerkats uh-huh. were the first people to break ranks from doing boring adverts yeah. to do something funny with the meerkats. Mm. Then the other lot did the singing Welsh geezer, yeah, the- and then the other lot have done your side money supermarket. So now they're all funny. Yeah. So now the, the, none of them are challenger brands now. They've mm. copied each other. Yeah. So it's all a bit of a mushy middle again. Yeah. So if you were going into that space, you'd want to go in now and be the serious one like they used to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. <coughs> because these guys were all pissing around selling toy robots and, <laughs> and well skeezers singing back in taxis. Uh-huh. Uh, you want to be the credible alternative. Mm. You want to redefine the rules or whatever's going on in the sector that yes. you're going into because you've got no choice mm-hmm. you've got no money all you can try and do is make people think about what you've got to say mm-hmm. so going back to why did we run for government are <laughs> 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 well, you never saying that in the same sentence um, it, I don't know we were drunk it seemed like a good idea <laughs> no um, when it comes from that point what's our personality like we're Danish culturally a bit mm-hmm. therefore we're rebellious okay so you've got rebellious there <clears throat> um What's our personality? We're funny. Okay, what does this mean for our brand? Okay, if you're rebellious and funny, what are you going to rebel against in a funny way? The most obvious thing for a takeaway company to rebel against is cooking. Mm-hmm. You go, you can't do that. We can't try and rebel against cooking. You go, ooh, the fact that we even just said that yeah. Yeah. is that we can, and it'd be really interesting, and mm-hmm. what have we got to lose? We're a small brand that needs to become a big brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's ban cooking. Let's run for government. Let's actually try and ban cooking. So, and, how, and how drunk were you? When we were <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole kidnapping of Anthony uh, Thompson. Yes. How did that come about? Was that you again? <laughs> um, none of these were my ideas. I mean, what are you know? These are all we had a really good team. <coughs> this is reflecting our internal culture. And what you do is, as a CMO is you try and create the space for good ideas to come out. You know. Yeah. Um, hire good agencies and work with good people hire good people in your team you know so I didn't invent any of this I just created mm-hmm. the environment in which it, this badness happened mm-hmm. um, Anthony Royal Thompson well I mean yeah Anthony Royal Thompson was a celebrity chef he's, he's still quite famous uh, mainly for stealing an apple yeah by accident <laughs> wasn't it cheese he done cheese as well you may allege that I'm sure it was <laughs> where, did he, where did he steal it from Tesco Tesco okay <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> was improving. I don't know. Anyway, so Anthony had a certain cachet for that, you know, in the tabloid. Uh huh. And um, we knew we couldn't kidnap Jamie Oliver without, you know, his permission. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of illegal. We looked into it. 
Um, <laughs> so Anthony was like, "Hang on, Anthony, he's he's a, you know he's he's got a great sense of humour. He'll be up for this." So we we approached him about about that, and uh, away we went. And again, that was that, that was a great social media campaign. It was like we helped. <coughs> so we basically. Um, we had like a live video feed on the um, Anton Deck show on a Saturday night where Anthony's walking home from the shops with mm-hmm. a bag of shopping mm. apples <laughs> <laughs> it was um, and then our van pulls up and kidnaps him and then we have a week to brainwash him into being anti-cooking and then every night we release a different video on ITV and, um, and online and there was a website where you could slap him with a fish <laughs> I can't remember the stats now but it was very popular and you could be part of kind of like you know trying to brainwash him into being anti-cooking and by the, in the following week on Anton Deck we had another film of, you know, of him being released uh-huh. back into the into it's society as a takeaway delivery driver how, how did you get in into the show with Anton Deck? well you pay them money the okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh-huh. media planning uh-huh. yeah you're not going to do that with startup budgets yeah. let's put it that way but, uh-huh. yeah and then I guess off the back of running for the by-election and the kidnapping how did that work with your conversion rates were, 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 were they through the roof or what that's conversion rate well, this is, this <laughs> so your analytics my... how are your analytics okay how do, okay so Just Eat is a brand that has a huge amount of brand growth through non-paid non-trackable ways mm-hmm. so your word of mouth hmm hard to track word of mouth people mm-hmm. people have a, t- a takeaway with other people and they'll say oh yeah I've got this from Just Eat okay so that's spreading the word about Just Eat window stickers all over the country mm-hmm. how do you track the effect of the window sticker mm. how do you fa- then you've got these blade signs that we screwed into the walls of loads of them as well mm-hmm. and word of mouth from these restaurants were the, some of the biggest sources of brand growth for Just Eat before TV and mm-hmm. you know a big part of brand growth even when we were on TV then you've got TV and then you've got all of these other channels social email da, 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 da. Mm. so a- attributing success to one of those activities is very difficult I see and att- attempted it many times but it was very hard to do so we didn't do a lot of radio I think they do a bit more now mm. in my day because <clears throat> I had not extracted all of the benefit I could from TV. I wanted more TV budget because uh, I had models and econometric models is what you use with TV, mm-hmm. proving the success of that. So I'd rather focus on less stuff, do it really well, than do cinema, radio, buses, da 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 da. So how, how do those models work? So it shows econometrics. you. Yeah. It's it's a spurious bit of measurement designed by the TV industry. They look at how many impressions you have on a given day or hour. Then you take into effect other things that might affect your growth, such as it would be rain, if it's a big sporting event on. Mm-hmm. And you do it, if you get enough historical data, you should be able to see the difference in growth for orders that day for TV days versus the ones that not. But you have to model yeah. out all of these different factors. It's... There. It's just a very dirty way of... It's the, it's the oh, main right. way the TV's justified. Mm-hmm. But what else But it's you bullshit, right? It's, it's still bullshit at the end of the day. It's a clue. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the big thing about marketing, that I think digital marketeers and startup marketeers, they always want me to say, oh, this, that, and the other. You know, here's the exact thing you should do. Here's the exact yeah. way of measuring it. It's clues. Mm-hmm. You, know, you might have a multi, multi-channel uh, measuring system 
but even that's just a clue because he doesn't know what I'm saying to you now in my mouth mm. yeah. more importantly he doesn't know how you feel so I can tell you, you know, I know for a fact that the yeah. adverts that we made at Just Eat are miles better than the adverts that Hungry House make because mm. uh-huh. they make you feel something yeah uh-huh. It may have been disgust because I was trying to ban cooking. Mm. Uh-huh. Or it might have been pleasure because I entertained you with a joke about banning cooking. Uh-huh. It made you feel something. You mm. can't, that's hard to measure that. Mm-hmm. But true. in a month when you're hungry for a takeaway, you do a Google search for, you know, Hammersmith takeaways and there's two adverts pop up just eating the Hungry House. Which one did you find yourself clicking? Mm-hmm. You couldn't remember these Hungry House people because their adverts are boring. And the same with Domino's. They make the same advert all the time. Even, mm-hmm. you know, Greatness, their current campaign is called Greatness from Domino's, which I only know because I've read it in a marketing magazine. Mm-hmm. But you watch the advert, it's a man on a scooter with some cowboy music, but you see a man on a scooter going to a house, delivering a pizza, and then people eat the pizza. Mm-hmm. It's the same advert they've been making for 20 years. Mm-hmm. In one ear, out the other marketing. It's mm-hmm. a waste of money. Mm-hmm. So we always had less money, but we made you think about something. So the mm-hmm. best, you know, a good example of that was the tube ad uh, when we launched our app. And the advert just says, give hunger the finger. I, I, remember, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember for <laughs> six weeks. Uh-huh. But even now, when, they, when like, the Guardian will write about Just Eat, they'll often use that. Mm-hmm. Just Eat, the company that famously gave hunger the finger. Uh-huh. That was just a cheap ad for six weeks to launch the app. That's amazing. If it was only on six weeks, Phil, and we still remember. I remember yeah, because it course. made you think, you were, what are they saying? Yeah. <laughs> How can a... And it looked like he was giving you yeah, 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 this yeah, finger. Yeah, no. Uh-huh. This is good for radio. Not that finger, this finger. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hand. But he's a man pointing at that with his finger. But because we said give hunger the finger, yeah. uh-huh. it made you go, what are they saying? And it mentally snagged yes. yeah. in your brains and you had to think, are they being rude? Oh no, they're not, they're just being fine. Oh, yeah. Genius. So you got to so <laughs> it doesn't need, you don't need to spend millions of pounds of marketing. Uh-huh. You need to make people think. And mm-hmm. feel something, or feel something, because you know you you go home tonight. You try and look at every advert on the way home. Deliberately try and look, and then tomorrow morning, tweet me any you can remember, mm-hmm. and I, and we'll remember. I'll remember. I just saw a post tonight here for the Download Festival. Oh, okay. Iron Maiden. Cause I just thought that's a really bizarre place to be doing an advert for Iron Maiden mm-hmm. on the tube at West uh, Oxford Street. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's loads of heavy rockers in Oxford Street. I don't know. <laughs> it just kind of felt to me a bit out of place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Iron Maiden, and that's why I noticed it because it felt wrong a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember the other twenty adverts I saw on the way to this this mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. podcast dungeon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what advert can you remember seeing on TV last night? Well, I'm, I don't really watch TV, so you're, yeah, you're asking no, we don't people. Really <laughs> you probably do because you have the news on occasionally. You do, but you just don't remember the adverts. Unless mm-hmm. and, and you don't remember any of these funny ones because everyone's trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. So you remember something like the old Guinness advert with the horses coming out of the wave because it's striking. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's affected my heart. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's the best bit of advice I try and give to people that I yeah. talk to. It's like, you know, because so many startups. You just want to explain your product, kind of like you're doing to me. You're pitching your your ideas. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't give a shit. I'm sh- I'm, I'm mentally <laughs> sorry, kind of. I'm mentally shrugging. Mm. Oh, nice, and that's what you're doing with every advert you work on. It's just mental shrug. Yeah. If if that. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to cut through that shrug? And make them go, oh. So ask a question. You know, you know, trying to. It's not about being shocking or about being super funny. There's loads of different emotions in the world. It can be heartfelt, it can be sad, it can be happy. But it, it, I'm going to go into one of my normal rants now. Nobody cares about your product. Yeah. 
nobody cares they're trying to get home mm-hmm. and you're not going to make them care by just explaining what your product is mm-hmm. no it's very true no one gives a monkeys they're, they're seeing 300 adverts a day in London mm-hmm. and so Jetsy's been you know market leader for many many years Deliveroo's come out of the, the bushes so to speak <laughs> what do you think about Deliveroo and what do you think Just Eat does better than Deliveroo um, I mean I don't know I'm not involved in Just Eat but their branding's boring I can say that <laughs> happy to their adverts are boring because again their advert unless you knew what they were you wouldn't you'd just think it's another boring competitor to Just Eat mm-hmm. you know they, they've not got who are they what's their personality why are they passionate about so, so we all agree they're, they're bland if you were in charge of their marketing, what would you do? Uh, he doesn't want to give them any tips. I'm not sure chance they're listening to this, but you know. I like they give a crap what I think. Um, well, whoever they are, they need to, that's what needs to come out in the work. The, the process I would run is you get all the, you get people from every part of the business and you spend a day knocking around. What are we for and against? If we were marching down the street, what are we? What are we gonna? What are we marching against? What are we gonna ban? And you work that through with your team. You do, what you don't do is sit with a load of customers and try and work out what your brand, what your personality is. Mm. Do you want to be? You know, if you want to be mass market plastic, mm-hmm. then you get customers to design your brand. Your yeah, brand. Good for you. Your brand. Your brand. That's gonna be like I'm writing that on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so why did you? You know, what made you just leave Just Eat? Um, and what was the last day like? I don't know. Um, I want to pause. Can you pause it? I'm going to get another beer. <laughs> <laughs> sure. okay. I'll get the sort of bum on that wooden seat. Yeah. You can pause it. You're going to edit it afterwards. Yeah. 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 And we'll go okay. back to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll be back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just in case you try to get around. And we're back. So, uh. We're going to leave that in. Yeah, Matt went yeah, for a bit. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we Matt, actually, we'll leave this in. Matt left the interview brief to go get a pint. Yeah. We're, not, we're not sponsored yet, so we couldn't put an ad but in between. But. I'm all rock and roll now. I've got a rock and roll brand. I can do it like I'm wearing a black t shirt, I've got a beer, sunglasses, rape bands. That's it. A vibe. And, uh, and your shoes are back off as well? Yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't, you didn't put them back on oh. to go and get it. Nope. Love it. It's when we work, people don't wear shoes, have dogs here. Um, so, the question before you got a beer, what what made you leave Just Eat and uh, how was the last day of your quit, as you mentioned? Um, I mean, we did an IPO, that was nice. Yeah. Um, I heard they are. Yeah, they're fun. You should do one of those. They're really good. <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's in the to-do list. <laughs> yeah, trust me. <laughs> Definitely recommend it. So yeah, I mean, we got bigger and bigger. I mean, when I started, it was like 40 odd people in the UK and then it's 1,500 or something stupid wow. around the world now. Yeah. But for me, I'd had my fun. It's like, yeah, yeah, I've been there six years. And I think when you're a creative person, there's only so many years you can be a marketing director of the same product. Mm-hmm. If the product, you know, if you can't evolve the product, yeah. you know, I don't think many marketing directors last more than two or three years in any job if you mm-hmm. can go look at marketing directors' CVs because just because either the company gets bored of them or they get bored of the company um, and I wanted to go and do other stuff really so just more mm-hmm. interested in talking to startups and, and, and this kind of Gotcha so that's a good uh, transition into uh, then, then becoming a founder of your own business so talk us through uh, how you then, after you left, I mean, did you have the idea for Rob Henderson before you? Yeah, um, well, 
I didn't. We didn't quite know that Justine was going to be quite as successful as he was a year <laughs> or two before. Oh wow! Well, well. And me and the the UK m- managing director, we kept on talking about the hair is just this is bizarre. We go, we go out on the high street all the time. And there's this whole other set of shops which you can book, which you can't book online. It's just like why has no one done this well? So I persuaded a friend of mine called Chris to have a look at it and we thought okay well maybe we can have a go at yeah he, or he could have a go with a bit of support for me in my spare time uh, um at you know bringing that market online because i think like less than one percent of haircuts are booked online today mm-hmm. it's wow. crazy wow it was it was like an interesting puzzle to me mm-hmm. and yeah it was kind of like uh, you know i'd like to have a go at solving this so Leaving just eat, I thought I was going to relax and have a bit of time off. Mm-hmm. Um, in my head, I was going to retire, become a poet. You love me. play the guitar. You know I mean? But then you realise really quick that no one else has retired. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, poor me can retire. <laughs> no friends to retire at oh. party. Oh, poor man. Why don't you take them with you? Well, you should have done them like, look, quit your job and let's just go yeah, and play. Well, I realised I needed an entourage. Yeah. Like just hire friends, dude. <laughs> oh, let's build an app. There's an app for that. We'll build an app and you just hire friends. <laughs> That's entourage. You, you put out a bid, yeah. And that must be my entourage today. Let's go cruising. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, a bit of time. I've had a few months yeah, off, but then I, you just... I, I, but, yeah, if, if I analyse what makes me happy, it's being in creative teams. Mm. Um... I then drifted into then helping more and more rock paper scissors and then it's turned into a five day a week job now. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to talk about that business. Actually first, what does rock paper scissors do? Let, let's stop ah, that up. Yes. Right, so where did rock paper scissors come from? So it came from the point of view of, yeah, people have tried this before, but they've, they've come up with search engines around salons. But it's not the salon that cuts your hair, it's a person. Yes. I need to know the best person for my crazy middle-aged wavy man hair not necessarily the, an aggregate score. I specifically need to know who's, what stylist is good for crazy wavy man hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so no one's built that. Mm-hmm. Got it, I get the, uh, the logical side of it, but what I'm still missing is the emotional side of it, which you had at uh, Justine. So talk me through kind of what, ah, what's your latest a, thoughts on that, that end? Um, that's a really interesting point. We've got a session on this in the team in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, people get stuck in a rut really easy. So, we're already playing with this, but this is not necessarily our ad campaign, but our, our kind of position is we are revolting and so should you. What we mean by that is revolution. Mm-hmm. You, should, you should change your look, mm-hmm. you should change your stylist, whatever. But again, wouldn't it be interesting to have a tube ad for, uh, for a beauty app that said that it's revolting? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You double think it. Go. Why yeah. is that haircut app calling itself revolting? Okay, mm-hmm. it means revolution. Okay, yeah. that means I should have a revolution. So for me, ah, uh, if we ever made an advert, I would have like a sixty-year-old with tattoos, a really cool punk haircut, as our brand look and feel, and not a twenty-three-year-old that looks like she's just walked out of a Debenhams advert. And again, you'd look at that and go, why is that old dude on an advert for an app about haircuts? But again, all of these things are deliberate <coughs> tricks, if you mm-hmm. like, for me to try and make you think about what I'm saying, which is, mm-hmm. it's a haircut app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Gotcha. So to uh, move on to our final few questions, 
Um, the beers run out again. We don't have to pause. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to pause the podcast again. Carol, final uh, questions. We'll be quick. So, final few questions. So, I've been looking forward to this one. You said you said at the start of the interview you don't want us to ask you what you're scared about. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ask you what, what scares you. I'm not really scared about a lot. That's the problem. See, that's why I said don't ask it. I haven't got a good answer. I've been pondering it. How can you not be scared of anything? I'm scared of rats. Are you scared about uh, rock paper scissors not doing well? I feel responsible. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got staff. You know, staff's growing. We've got investors. Um, but I'm not scared because I've been through four whatever other startups. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, and, I, and I've been through what well, I mean, gameplay ended up, you know, crashing and burning to a degree. So I've been through, and that was IPOs as well, actually. Mm-hmm. So I've been through the rise and fall enough times not to get too hit up about it um, I really I'm really believe in my premises I really want it to, you know, what am I scared about is like not having enough time that's the benefit you get with like just eating you know, these series A series B mm. you can you know not relax but you, you're not worrying about the company's going to run out of money before mm. you prove it works because yeah. you've already had product market fit mm. so it's like we just need to get that next you know the next year or so under our belts and mm-hmm. just get all of our plans and product evolutions done mm-hmm. and it'll be it'll be flying so it's just like but we've got money for the next year anyway so I don't need to worry do I so <laughs> um, so nothing so, so yeah, that's good are there any kind of are there any you know top three books I know you mentioned a book earlier what yep. top three books eating big you, fish eating big fish any books that you can recommend um, that have helped you I mean, I'm not a big nerd for the business. I think, and I think that's beneficial, right? Because um, you guys are keen. You listen to tech podcasts. I bet you read tech blogs all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah, guilty. That is us. Guilty. I play quick. I mean, because uh-huh. I play quick, and I mean it. And then I played quick, and I've but is it still quick you're playing? No. You haven't. What, what do you play now? Play stuff now. I'm playing. Um, God. I'm waiting for my Oculus Rift to turn up, which has been yeah. delayed because of components. Come on, Oculus uh-huh. Rift. Um, uh, <coughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't, re- business books are boring. I really like Eating the Big Fish because it was quite practical. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, I struggled to read it, so I listened to the Amazon version, <laughs> the, <laughs> the audio book version. Uh-huh. I find business books are so boring. If you're working like, you know, all the hours doing a startup. The last one I do is read a bloody business book. The thing is, you're already. I want to read stuff with wizards in it and laser swords. You're already quite <laughs> successful, so you don't need to kind of. Because uh, you reach a level of saturation. I wasn't always successful, only recently. Yeah. I've never read business books. I've been reading about wizards and laser swords. Because mm. you got you need an imagination. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. And this is what I kind of see a lot of the mentoring I do. There's a lot of group think amongst startups of uh-huh. like, you know uh, these questions that you've asked about oh could you prove the ROI of this or the other no but it was funny <laughs> and I knew that <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a good, that's a good justification <laughs> but, but it was it was yeah, like, how many startups are like seed uh-huh. stage go, trying to go to an investor and you'd be like, be like we don't know our metrics but you know this was it so was funny, funny. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll get sent out what return are you are you going to kill my investor <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'll make you laugh <laughs> it was funny <laughs> we kidnapped a man um, but it did man because it, 
the point being, you need to, you know, you, you're trying to communicate with the public that are not reading business blogs and, read, and you know. Yeah, so, no, that's true. So you need to be part of the zeitgeist if you want to plug into that and understand what their problems are. Otherwise, you are going to just talk to them about the thing you are passionate about, which is your product, which they don't care about. Mm. What do they care about? Yeah. So it's interesting, before we started recording, you guys were telling me about your, your 20-something friends mm-hmm. have a really rubbish social life because you all sit around in the evenings playing with your iPads yeah. whilst watching Netflix. And people, it's almost a chore to drag people out of their flats. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. an insight for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need, you know, you need, so, uh, you know, I love movies personally. That's where I spend my social time, reading books about, sto- you know, watching films or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that's affected my work. Go and look at my adverts that we that, that we made. They were entertaining and kind of part of that world because that's the world we, I wanted to plug into. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of very good business books that I can't remember. <laughs> I, I just I, I'm very lazy on business stuff. Uh-huh. Oh no, it yeah. makes sense with the but type of. It's about being a natural you communicator. And being yeah. na- you're not going to learn to be a natural communicator by reading TechCrunch. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. So, uh, how do you think the interview went? Is there something we missed? Or is there an interview? Have you been recording? I've been drinking beer. I have a mic in my tie. I've got sunglasses on, even though sunglasses are back on, he's ready to roll out. I'm ready to roll. Is there anything key we missed? No, I mean, we could talk for hours, but probably best pause things. <laughs> you've, you've got a lot of editing to do. But yes, it. You might want to ask a different question to end the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anyone. Okay, who? Are, um, what are the top three qualities that you like, or which you see in other people that you wish you had, or you would want to have? If you could pick um, top, like three. God, I haven't got. I mean, um, I know what you're going to say first. I'd like to be more analytical. Um, I would really. Like- that's the last thing I thought you'd say. Yeah, that really, I, I, that's you're gonna, I feel like he's like, I, 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 like actually, I don't give a shit. <laughs> all this bohemi uh, noise that I'm making in here is just covering up the fact that I'm not analytical <laughs> by just through the power of beer. You're the, you're well, maybe it's, it's paid beer. off. It's paid off. Though. Yeah, and luckily. Um, but no, I'd like to be more analytical. I think it's interesting to be more analytical. Uh, so, one. More analytical. That was the last thing I, 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 I thought you were going to say. Well, it's it's the problem being a creative, uh, slightly bipolar personality is you f- you can be flitty, like an idea of the week problem, uh-huh. <laughs> and that's so it's really good if you've got that kind of personality to work with people that are more grounded. Mm-hmm. So I don't miss that because I always work with someone that's grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I don't. I can't say I want to be more grounded because it's. Looks a bit boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just want to be more analytical, basically. Oh, no, I don't really want to be more analytical. I'm fine. <laughs> so no, that's so no. what I thought you were going to say. Okay, so, so, so no qualities. I would like to. I'd like to be more musical. I've been trying to learn the guitar, but I just can't get into it. Treat trying. Better at what, what? What game are you playing now? Is it Quake? I'm playing uh, Rock Thingy, the one that teaches you to play real guitar. Uh, rock band. No, Guitar Hero? No, the new one. We actually plug a real guitar into Yeah, yeah so it's, it's good. A ri- is it not Guitar Hero? No. That's no, a game. It's like, it's You're talking about a game though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but you plug a real guitar into A real a guitar, okay. Guitar. Oh. I can't remember what it's called. It's got a really boring name. Okay. So that's why. So, so you're not into Call of Duty? No, I got one off shooting games. 
Once uh-huh. you get past 30, it's a young man's game. <laughs> it's a young man's game shooting games. I much prefer your Assassin's Creed story type stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's a bad, that's a bad last question too. We're really struggling with the last question. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, dude, we need a new last question. Uh, mm. Ah, ah, no, okay, no, okay. I got one. If you had, so I'm going to steal this from Tim first, but I don't give a shit. If you had uh, <laughs> Sorry, one banner, <laughs> <laughs> if you had one uh, banner anywhere, anywhere in the world, what would you have on it, and where would it be? Ah, yes, I know this question. Nice banner. I mean, like a poster thing, like a big a billboard. A billboard. That's the word. Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, hey, I'm I, I'm gonna claim it. That's that's mine. Well, you just gave it to Tim Ferriss, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't. I think I've had. To, I think I've run out of. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, the questions are too hard. <laughs> <laughs> we should just record it. Thanks a lot, Matt. Let's go get some. Okay, all right. Okay, Matt. So, where can people find you uh, if they want to get in contact with you and um, uh, social media? Yeah, we're on social media at Rob Pampas's, and I'm on social media. So, um, people often contact me to, for a bit of advice, and I'm usually nice and pretend I'm going to help them, but then I get distracted by actually having, I keep forgetting I've got a day job now, <laughs> doing a startup. So, mm-hmm. but um, if anyone's interested and wants a bit of help, then um, drop me a line and I'll pretend I'm mm-hmm. going to help you. Great, there you go. Perfect. There we have the ending thanks of the episode. Boys. So thanks for coming in, Matt. Uh, pleasure talking. I'll put the clothes back on then. <laughs> and, and yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Connor, if you're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, guys, in terms of three main points of today's episode, number one, really, really important to inject your personality into your brand. You know, be honest with yourself, your team, find out the personality and the persona that you guys want to put across and then just go all in with that. Um, you know, it's really, really important that your brand has or feels like it's a person. Um, and so I guess the next point would be to, once you've established that persona, just go all in on that, you know, make sure everything you do is based around that persona, that characteristic that you want people to recognize when they see your brand. Um, that way you get to create content that snags at people's brains, that sticks with them, makes them laugh, make them, you know, kind of invoke some kind of feeling towards your brand. And then the third and final thing would be to don't try and you know, play the game the competition is playing, you know, chances are the competition has got more money than you, more experience, um, and they're already an incumbent in your industry. So, you know, create your own rules and play a different game. Um, like Mike said, the baby and the sumo, obviously the sumo wrestler is going to win if they fight. But once you challenge that sumo wrestler to a race, you know, they're not going to be anywhere to be found. So um, change the rules. Don't play the competition at their own game and go and win. Uh, Just a quick update in terms of where we're at as a startup. Um, so as you know, we've been looking for a marketing intern. Uh, we got tons of CVs and we had an interview process. Um, and in the end, we decided to go with a guy called Omar, um, purely based on the fact that he's actually passionate about social media marketing. I um, mean, actually wants to set up his own agency one day as well. Um, but as you know, you cannot judge people on their words. You must judge them on their actions. So we've actually put Omar on a trial just to see how he gets on over the next few weeks. Um, in terms of our own strategy, now we've got someone in. Um, we're going to be putting up loads of original content and social media quotes and whatnot from our own episodes that we've had with our amazing guests. Um, we're going to be targeting listeners of other podcasts. So tune in next week and find out how our experiments have gone. Also, a few weeks ago, I met Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, 
the man of the hour. Um, I met with his team. I met D-Rock. Yo, what up, D? I met Alex. What's up, Al? Uh, we kicked it. We had some food. We chilled out. Um, and we are potentially going to get to Gary V on the show. Fingers crossed. He's a very busy man. So let's see how that goes. Um, so yeah, there you have it, guys. Um, as always, please subscribe if you haven't already. And leave a comment. All right. Enjoy the rest of the day, guys. Cheers. Take care. Bye.